Hi, I'm Maddie, and I don't have a hobby. Hi, I'm Haley, and I have too many hobbies. And I've taken it upon myself to get Maddie hooked on just about anything. In this podcast, we're talking true crime. We're talking Enneagram. We're talking mental health. We're talking Scientology. And just about everything in between. So we're inviting you on a journey that you definitely didn't ask to be invited on. In the hopes that you too would like to be Average, average girls Average and only Average and only yeah. Hello everyone. Hello. Ooh, British. Kind of yeah. cool. Maddie's wrapped in a blanket. I am wearing my blanket. These are the best thing ever. I'm you wearing my comfies. I just feel like a linebacker in it, but it's kind of awesome. Yeah, in the best way. Hold me. <laughs> Anyways, hope everyone's having a great day. Yes. Um, okay, can we just get into our take? Wow, you're just really not in the mood for it. Okay. No, I, yeah, I just, I, I'm sick of the pleasantries, you know? <laughs> okay. Um, we got a few hot takes. Do we? Yes. Let's see. Let's see. Okay. Okay. Into it. Okay. Ooh. Okay. If music were a deal breaker, which artist would be a red flag to you? Uh, Cardi B. (laughs) (laughs) I just had the saddest look of disappointment on my face. Wait, really? If a guy was like, came up to you and was like, oh yeah, I love Cardi B. Oh no, it's just just like people in general. Um, no. If they said, (laughs) um. Oh, I don't. Uh, I don't know. What is, what's yours? I have a thing against anyone who puts on Halsey or Megan Trainer. Who would do that? That's what I'm saying. Like a crazy person. Oh, well, yeah. If I'm in a car with a guy and he's like, "Hey, can I put on the song?" <laughs> and he put on all about that bass. <laughs> Yes, even like a girl. If I met a like a girl and I was hanging out with her and like didn't really know her super well, and she put on Halsey, anything Halsey, I would be like, "Yeah, I just don't know." This is who we are. <laughs> this is what we stand for. Honestly, I would say Taylor Swift, but here's the thing: Olivia Rodrigo. She put out that driver's license song, right? Mm-hmm. It's just. I'm surprised you like that song. I, I like know. that song. You were surprised. Yeah. It's not that I don't like sad music. We've established this. But if Taylor Swift was singing that song, I don't think I'd like it. But I think you just don't like her. That's what she, I'm saying. That's your thing is that you feel like if you knew her, you wouldn't like her. Mm-hmm. And that's why it's a red flag to me if somebody, like, loves Taylor Swift. I'm like... Well, half of your friends do. So clearly it's not... Yeah, that's not true for you. No, but it is. No, but your best friends all love her. Uh, define best friends. <laughs> you just get so sad. Okay. Uh, you, Sharon, Bella, and Bella like her. That's you, You're my only friends that like her. But we're three of your best friends. Yeah, but I have more best friends. Well, no, I know you have more best friends, but I'm saying it's like clearly there's at least three against the rule. It clearly can't. Can it be a rule anymore? I only have friends on the East Coast who like Taylor Swift. I don't. I don't want to talk about this because it makes me mad. Okay, next question. Ooh. If you died and became an, a guardian angel, who would you watch over? Oh, I'd watch over my little cousins. Your cousins? Mm-hmm. 
cute. <laughs> yeah, they're just, I just love them. And I if anyone ever hurts their feelings, I'll kill them. I think mine would be my niece and nephew. Yeah. Oh, we're so nice. Or my or, oh, I would watch over my students. They need guardian angels. Oh, well, granted, I guess everyone does. Yeah. Hell, I need a guardian angel. Where Same. am I been? <laughs> um, ooh, this is a good one. Is romantic love between two people always unequal? Oh, we literally had a family debate about this at Christmas. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, my God. My mom and I are making fun of it for days because my grandma is very jaded, I guess, at this point in her life. Mm-hmm. And the whole time <laughs> she wouldn't drop it because she's just, like, old and senile. So she, like, just doesn't realize her social cues anymore. So she was like, I cannot believe you guys think a marriage could ever be 50-50. And was, like, going on this whole thing. And she couldn't. She wouldn't drop it all night. So now, randomly, my mom will just be like, I can't believe you guys. <laughs> Whatever. But, um, I don't know. It's a hard one. I think it changes. Yeah. But I don't, I think sometimes you hit a sweet spot, but not all the time. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes it's like somebody can only give 40 and so you have to give 60. But does that mean that they love them less? No. No. But that's a question. No. Is love always equal? No. I think love's the attempt. To get it as equal as possible. Sometimes you're going to be good at it. Sometimes you won't. So the answer for you is not always. Not always. But it's the attempt. Yeah. I agree. I think there's definitely moments, especially when it comes to, like, being healthy, where you are in a better place Mm -hmm. to love them. Yes. Fully. Yes. And I think that's what makes a good partnership is, like... It's usually one person being strong, helping the other. Mm-hmm. When and you like, yeah, like when it's other. unequal, it's like it's mm-hmm. okay to be unequal for a while, right? And then yes, I agree. You do like sometimes get that sweet spot of like that season where it's just like, yeah. ooh, this is good. <laughs> ooh. Okay, cool. So sort well, of we're geniuses. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, if you were to make a playlist to match your personality. What are three songs that you would have on it? Oh, I literally just made a My Comfort Songs playlist, so oh. I feel like it's going to be that. Um, okay. Wait, does it have to be, like, lyrics or just, like, the song in itself? No, just the song. Okay. Um, love You For A Long Time, Maggie Rogers. Okay, I do love that song. Why Georgia, John Mayer. Okay. A classic. Um... Vienna, Billy Joel. Wow, that was quick. I don't think I have answers like that. Really? Mm-mm. I have, like, my all-time favorite songs that are, like, always going to be my favorites. Mm-hmm. And those, I feel like, would be my, like, go-tos, you know? Oh, see, that's – this is so hard for me. Slow down, you crazy chat. I don't think I have, like, my overall, but I feel like my once for now. Okay, what would this be? Like, I don't have... Ours are going to be so different. Yeah, they are. This is really hard. I don't know why I asked this question. I don't know why either, if you weren't going to have an answer. <laughs> I'm just going to say three songs I'm really into right okay. now. Okay. Driver's License, Olivia <laughs> No, I don't think that. I just keep coming back to this album. It's SZA. I got two SZA songs okay. right now. Okay, Normal Good Girl. Days. Have to. Mm-hmm. Good days. 
have to. Have to. That yeah. song just does something to me. That one's a good one. I, I like can't that explain it. I really can't. Yeah. And Girl Like Me featuring her. You know Jasmine mm. Sullivan? No. Let me just put you on. Oh, God. It's so good. Is it? Okay. I can't stop listening to it. But those are like my right now. Like, that's going to be different in six months. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. This is the last album she gave us. I just can't move past it. It's hard to. It's, she makes it hard. It's been since 2017. I listened to the album at least four times a week. Just the album straight through? Not straight through. But, like, I listen to songs off the album literally easily three times a week. Next question is, where do you get your best thinking done? And what are you doing? Are you like in the shower? No, in front of my mirror. I inspire myself. Really? <laughs> no, I dead ass. I'm not kidding. Wait, really? Sometimes. Okay. Or at work. At my desk. Sometimes I'll have a random stroke of genius. Okay. Other than that, I'm a moron. <laughs> Complete moron. In my kitchen, an idiot. <laughs> I am journaling. A thousand percent of my best ideas while I'm journaling. Really? Oh, yeah. I think I, in my brain I wish that were my response, but I don't think it is. I do. Things just make sense when I start writing it down. Yeah. And I feel like my brain pushes me to very specific topics, mm -hmm. and I like a bullet point random things and then it leads me to like the best ideas and the best like moments that I've ever thought of hmm yeah I wish I were like that all the time sometimes I do sometimes I'll have a random moment like a random moment of clarity oh uh, I actually always used to have now that I'm thinking of it I always used to have strokes of genius whenever I was in the, my kitchen at my old apartment Hmm. I remember half of my, like, I would have those kind of aha moments where your, like, jaw would drop, but I'd be alone by myself. I'd yeah. be like, I'm so smart. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. But then I moved, and I've been stupid. <laughs> Ever since. <laughs> Ever since. Um, I actually think that's all I have. Wow. So we've established that we're geniuses. If all humans are addicted to something, what's your addiction? Oh, um, coffee. Same. Yeah, I think I just have a caffeine problem. Me too. Anywho, we've established a lot. I asked Maddie if she wanted an unsolved murder or, nope, an unsolved murder or an unsolved. Oh, <laughs> I told you I became an idiot whenever I moved into this house. Um, a solved murder case uh -huh. or an unsolved murder case? And you chose... Unsolved. unsolved. We haven't done Unsolved in a Which bit, I don't think. terrifying. I don't know why I picked that one. I'm way more scared of Unsolved. Well, and this one actually is probably one of your things, too, because this one's about a potential in-the-family murder. I actually am not afraid of in-the-family. You got scared of them last time. Well, I'm scared of all of them, but, like, I'm more scared of a random. Of a random murder. Yes, because this is what I'm thinking every time I hear about one. It has to be somebody. Why am I ruled out? You're not. I'm not. I know. That's just a scary truth. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, you're finally seeing what I'm seeing. No, I've always seen this. Like, it has to be someone. Why not you? That's a chilling reality. I mean, yeah. You're not as freaked out about it. Well, no, I am. I think I've just gotten kind of used to it now. Yeah, I don't know how. 
Eh, you just <laughs> survive. Whatever. I read an article about why women are more um, likely to be interested in crime sort of things than men. Because we have more situations that uh, cause mm-hmm. us to fear things. Yeah, one of the theories is that like we're more biologically hardwired to like be de- not as desensitized, but like we can have a larger capacity for learning stuff like this because it's our reality. It's yeah, it's more of a reality for women, and it's like if your threshold is higher, you'll be more prepared. Hmm. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. It's yeah. like, um, I do have a question though. Yeah. Like when you. Are you super afraid? Super afraid of like getting taken or kidnapped or like followed? Oh, I or used whatever? to be. Okay, and yeah. you're not as. Uh, not as much, but yeah, I mean. So when you see, because I know somebody who's like that's their biggest fear. Like they think about it literally twenty four seven. Like mm. they're scared all the time. Like middle of the day, doesn't matter what time it is. So it's people are around like that. They're just scared of that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you see someone potentially scary, like do you what? What do you interact with? Like, do you make eye contact with them? Do you completely turn away? No, get out. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm a big, like, get me out of here as soon as possible. I remember there was one time, and I still think about it, there was a guy at Lowe's, and I still, I was alone, and I'm still scared if I think about it. He was so freaky, and he wouldn't stop staring at me, and he walked out at the same time as me, and his car was parked, like, catty-cornered to mine, Mm -hmm. and I, and he was, like, waiting for me. And so I was like, no, I'm not dying today. So I literally pulled my car around to the other end of the parking lot and, like, like, like did Circled. kind of like a Yui, but not all the way. Mm-hmm. And so as I'm, like, and I was just waiting there because there would be no other reason unless he was following me than to just, like, hover there. And so he, like, went to the other side of the parking lot and he waited, like, on the other side. Ew. And I still have no idea what was going on, but I was so scared. And I purposely drove, even after he was, like, eventually he just left, like, a couple minutes later. And then I left, but I didn't even, like, pull straight into my apartment. I, like, waited. Yeah. It just scared me. What if you're in a situation where you can't leave? Like, you're at a baseball game, and you're sitting there, and, like, some guy who's super creepy by himself, like. What's he doing? Is he talking to me? He's just watching you. Are you just, like, not looking at him, like, paying attention to whoever you're with? being like No, I think I might acknowledge it. I think I might just be rude. Yeah. Or am I or I'm just gonna draw as much attention to it as possible with like as many people around me to be like, why is that guy looking at me? So that it's like obviously like That's how I am. Whenever I see anybody like in the store that I think is creepy, I will straight up look at them like this until they <laughs> look away and then they'll look back and I'm still looking at them. Like Hmm. Mm-hmm. Try me. If you try anything, I will go crazy. <laughs> you actually would. Yeah. If you try anything, I will go crazy. Like I make sure that they know that I know they're looking at me. Okay. Like, I, mean, I acknowledge it. Uh, like every single time. So you're not getting condemned. Also, where I pop that pimple on your head is it's just so red. It just, I know my skin is so sensitive. I'm just not gonna turn. One time, I just was, I was trying to see if I could find any pimples on Maddie's back, and I was just I was literally just like pressing fingertips on her, and her whole <laughs> back was just completely inflamed. I know. That was scary. This one guy the other day at Target actually, he was like looking at me. Like, he was driving, and I was walking to my car. And he was looking at me, like, from, like, front on. And then, obviously, I was, like, passing him. And he was, like, looking like this. Mm, gross. I hate when men do that. And I straight up, like, you know the rat face where you, like. <laughs> yeah, you don't hear that. <laughs> I straight up was, like. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
I like just, mocking him. Yeah, and he'd be like, like ew. ew. Yeah, I just wanted him to be like, oh, wait. Oh, she's weird. <laughs> yeah. She's not this idealized girl I want to kidnap. She's fucking weird. She's crazy. <laughs> I was like, yeah, you thought you were the crazy one. I'm the crazy yeah, one. Yeah, I feel like that's the trick. Like, that's... you just have to out crazy them. Before. No, that's what they say. If someone breaks into your house, you should be as weird as possible. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I would remember to do that. I like, don't think I would either. If they broke in my house? You just have to, like, make ape noises and charge at them. Yeah, and, like, scratch your butt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <I'm> g- <laughs> that would be exactly what you would do. Christ. Can you imagine a killer's in my house? And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> you know what I thought of the other day, though? Because I think about somebody breaking in my house literally every moment of every day. Oh, every night I go to when really? I go to bed, I have that fear. Yeah. No, I do too. Every night I go to bed. Yeah. And I was thinking about how you're supposed to tell them, like, I have a mom and her mm-hmm. name is Mary mm-hmm. and I have a niece and nephew. What's your mom's name? Like yeah, yeah. just going crazy like that, like mm-hmm. trying to humanize the situation. Would you do you think you'd remember to do that? Yes. I think about that every time. Okay. I think I would remember to do that. But there's a caveat to that though, because if they're a sociopath. Or a psychopath or like a sexual sadist, they get pleasure out of that. So you might it might completely backfire. Oh. Depending on who it is. So I'm just gonna stick to making mon- monkey noises and scratching my butt. That is that <laughs> is gonna work. That's foolproof. <laughs> Perfect. No one That's <laughs> all I needed to know. There is no murderer that has that kink. <laughs> you are serving no one but you. Which is what you wanna do in the attempt that or in the event that you there's an attempt to murder. Oh, so scary. Anyways. Maybe one of these days we should just make an episode of Survival Guide tips in case you're ever <laughs> yeah. in a sticky situation. Okay. 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 All right. So we're going to go. We're going to go murder. And we're going to go back to. We're no, go we're not going to murder the verb. I'm saying we're going to go to the topic to of the murder. Mm-hmm. It's literally midnight and I'm like, you'd think I'm having a stroke right now. I need to like figure out what's going on. Okay. Bay Village, Ohio, 1954. Sam Shepard wakes up on a rocky beach in Lake Erie. Oh. He has no idea how he got there. He has a terrible headache. He feels water lapping on his legs. That's what wakes him up. And he realizes that there has been a horrible, horrible accident. July 4th of 1954, Marilyn and Sam Shepard had had friends over that night at their little, like, cute beach house on Lake Erie. Mm -hmm. Um, And so they decide – they had decided that night that they were going to watch a movie with their friends after dinner. And Sam lays down in the daybed to watch the movie um, with their friends, but he ends up falling asleep. But whenever he wakes up, he is awoken to screaming of his name. Uh, it's really dark in the house, and but he can hear that there's a struggle happening upstairs. So he's groggy, and he runs upstairs, and his eyes are, like, still adjusting to the light. But he sees a light silhouette standing over his bed that he shares with his wife. His wife is in the bed. He referred to it as a biped form, which would just be a form with two legs. Why he didn't just say a person, I'm not exactly sure. <laughs> um, he is then, at that point, struck in the head and rendered unconscious from behind. They aren't sure if that meant that there were two people there because he's seeing someone and then he's hit in the head from behind. And his wife is asleep. Uh, no, his wife is being attacked. She was one screaming for Sam. Oh. Mm-hmm. Um, he regains consciousness at one point and he sees that Marilyn is just very bloody in mm. the bed. But he hears that there is someone downstairs. So he goes downstairs where he sees that this form is standing by the window. When this person sees him, it dashes outside and just goes running down the beach. 
Now, Sam follows him out to the beach outside of their house, and they're, like, just running on the beach. As he's he running, follows him. Wow. he blacks out because he's just been hit in the head. Mm. Um, and he wakes up to the waves breaking over him. He staggers inside, sees that his son is asleep, and then he goes to Marilyn, and he knows whenever he sees her that she's dead. His kid just slept through all this? Yes, in the other room. No way. Um, he is asked to describe this man that he saw as attacking as the attacker for his wife and said that he was tall and bushy-haired. He has been knocked out twice, but he's oddly very composed. Um, and he decides in the event that before he ends up calling the police, he calls first the mayor <laughs> because he's close with the mayor, which oh. that comes into play as to why that is in a second because – they are a very um, – they're the socialites of Bay Village, Ohio. Okay. This is post-World War II America. It's white picket fences. Sam and Marilyn Shepard are like the chef's kiss of a couple. They were high school sweethearts. They're both super charming, super polite, really smart. They have one son named Chip. And, <laughs> yeah, like this is like leave it to Beaverland. Mm-hmm. They had a really close suburban neighborhood, the whole bit. No. I'm never – I'm never moving to a cool, calm, suburban neighborhood because this is where all the crap goes down. Well, no, these are just the stories that we tell, but then there's other crazy things depending on where you go. I know, but they're always in the unsuspecting, quiet hometown. Yeah, but then you go to a place that isn't unsuspecting. It's suspecting for a reason because this stuff happens all the time. So where do I live? (laughs) I I don't know. Here seems fine. We just had a double homicide. Yeah, but it was the first one in like 35 years. Just Ooh. don't be that family. Yeah, I don't I don't want anyone to know me. Yeah, that's true. I don't want to be in any social status. I don't want to have too much money. Like I just I want to be kind of ugly, kind of stupid. <laughs> yeah. And that way not no enough one of will anything. kill me. Not yeah. enough of anything. Cuz what to- are they going to kill you for? For fun, for sport. Oh my gosh, some people do that. Some people do that. Just won't be you. What? Huh? <laughs> okay. The crime scene is covered in blood. Marilyn is in bed. Her head has been bashed in beyond recognition. Uh, they said it was about 35 blows. Oh, my gosh. Um, she has defensive wounds all over her. She has broken nails and teeth. So she was clearly, like, fighting to the death. There's bruising on her ring finger around the knuckle. Her pajama bottoms are removed from her left leg and then tucked under her right leg. So they think that could have meant they were trying to take off her pajama pants, but in like in an attempt to sexually assault her. Mm-hmm. Um, as they're examining the body of Marilyn, they discover that she is four months pregnant. Mm-mm. Yeah. Drawers all over the house have been rifled through. There is a doctor's bag that has been dumped over. There are no clear prints that the fingerprint technician can find, which they think is weird because if it's like, if this is just a scene of complete chaos, this person was too careful. To, like, take all of the fingerprints off. Mm-hmm. So Sam is taken to the hospital by his brother, who is also a doctor. Did I mention that Sam is a doctor? Mm-mm. Okay. So Sam is a very notorious doctor. Um, See? Too smart, too rich. They. <laughs> that's why I'm stupid. It's by choice, so I don't get murdered. <laughs> so I can just fly under the radar. <laughs> yeah. Um, they take him to Bayview Hospital. The problem is that Bayview Hospital is owned by the Shepherd family. It keeps sounding like you say baby hospital. Baby hospital? Baby hospital? (laughs) Baby hospital. They go to the baby hospital Mm -hmm. as Sam is a baby. He's a little shrimp, and so they take him there. And they say, little baby. (laughs) That's horrible. (laughs) Sam and his two brothers um, 
are both doctors and his father also is a doctor and works there. So it's like his whole it's a whole family affair. Yeah. So the brother's the one who said that he needed medical attention conveniently. So the doctor comes to the hospital um and then they question him while he's there about the events of the night before of the pin. Um so the time of death for Marilyn is around three o'clock to four forty five AM. Mm. Now the thing is Sam calls for help at 5.41 a.m. So, like, a pretty long period of time has yeah. passed at this point. Is it because he passed out? He says that he was trying to get his bearings after he had just passed out. He starts to get defensive when they start asking too many questions about this time frame, though. And so the interview's cut short. Sam's medical report comes back. He has no scratching or defensive wounds. So it doesn't look like he was being scratched or attacked. He does have a concussion. Um, he's really sensitive to light. Compression injuries around his spine are from a blow to the back of the neck. He couldn't have inflicted a blow to the back of the neck on himself, at least not enough to get a concussion. Mm-hmm. Um, but Sam is a doctor. If anyone knows how to fake a concussion, it's probably him. Okay. But, I mean, it still feels like something that would be hard to do. Mm-hmm. Their next idea is to talk to the housekeeper, the window washer, and their babysitter, but none of them turn up You know you rich when you got a window washer. Well, I have a window washer. Excuse me. No, I don't do that. <laughs> for these windows. <laughs> for my for my if you got a window washer, they'd be messing up on the left side of your house. I mean the right side of your house. Yeah, no, it's just because his windows are old on that side. Oh yeah, that's why. <laughs> They're clean. There's old. It's not because your window washer just keeps missing that spot. <laughs> my window washer, he he's not very good. <laughs> we don't pay him well. He lives in your crawl space. <laughs> Yeah, we've been ma- he's been making noise. We- he doesn't pay us. He's been rent. scratching the pipes. <laughs> they thought they had rats. It's fine. I it was a possum. We killed him. Anyways, we didn't kill him. <laughs> no, her. You're right. It's her. Theodosia. We named her Theodosia. <laughs> Stop it. You didn't know we named her Theodosia? <laughs> Why would you do that? So Emerson and I could sing to her. <laughs> if you've never seen Hamilton, there's a song too. called Dear Theodosia. And, and it's like the sweetest <laughs> song. Like I cry to it every time I hear it. Emerson and I would tap dance in the bathtub and play that song. Okay. Dear Theodosia, what to say to you? <laughs> we changed the lyrics. Anyways, those are the same lyrics. No, that was later. It after that. Anyways. <laughs> um they start talking to their neighbors. A neighbor says that at 2:30 a.m. they had looked outside because they heard something loud which i don't uh, never in my life have i done that they saw a tall bushy man with a light shirt outside of the shepherd house another neighbor says that he saw someone at 4 30 with bushy hair that was very tall is this out on the beach is this guy bushy haired and very tall no not no sam shepherd isn't oh he's little <laughs> don't call him why He's little and not- and he's at the baby hospital. <laughs> <laughs> he's little. He has a buzz cut, and he's at the baby hospital. <laughs> he's three feet tall. <laughs> Stop! This is awful. Unless he's I, the killer, um, I don't feel bad. I went on a date last week, and whenever the guy I was picking the guy from the airport, I said. I said, I have a feeling you're going to get out. I just wanted to make him mad. I said, I have a feeling you're going to get out of the car. And what if you're three feet tall? <laughs> he was like, wouldn't you know that already? And I was just thinking, how funny would it be? If he got out and he's 4'10". 
No, but like no, but I mean like like ridiculously short. Not even Four like ten is so small. No, but even but I'm not even thinking like I'm thinking like it just looks like a tall man but just as shrunken. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be funny? No, you'd be so pissed. No, I know that's what I said. I was he said, Would you still have gone out with me? And I said, No. I would not have. You were three feet tall. <laughs> no, I wouldn't, because of your hypothetical <laughs> you were a yardstick. Height. I wasn't going out with a yardstick. What? How, how tall is a yardstick? People who are yardstick heights still need love. <laughs> by, by someone else. <laughs> okay. From someone else? Yeah. 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 Whatever. Anyways. He was six too. We're fine. Um Okay. The police check the beach and they see that there are two sets of footprints there. They find a green bag as well as what was a watch of Dr. Shepard's, a keychain, and some other house items. The doctor said that he had sustained serious injuries, and a nurse said that she remembers his feet were totally pruny. The doctors say that all of this would not have been possible to fake. If okay. That is Unless he had a bearing that all of this is true. Unless he had a hot tub? You could just stick did his it, feet. Did they have hot tubs in 1954? <gasps> Let's look up when the hot tub was invented. The hot tub. The hot tub. Um, so, hot tubs were invented in 1968. So, there wasn't a hot tub. Hot bath. <laughs> Why would he be in a hot bath? To prune his toes. <laughs> I don't... <laughs> you make a good point. Okay. I guess he could have just been... I guess it, water was invented long before this, so I'm not sure. Okay. So... Nancy was Marilyn's best friend. So Marilyn says that, of course, she and Sam fought. She reveals that Sam had had affairs with some of the nurses at the hospital. Marilyn found out, had confronted Sam, who would blow up in response, and they'd have these really big blowout arguments. But when they asked if he had marriage troubles, he said not at all. So he's up, he's lying. Yeah. Sam had had actually a few affairs that had gone on for years. Sam told Marilyn that he wanted to get a divorce, but he was talked out of it by his family. And this is the 1950s, so it's not super common for people to get divorces anyways. Yeah. So we have a potentially staged crime scene. We have a weird story because this is a very weird turn of events because what's the motive for someone if it's not Sam? There is a motive from Sam, technically, to get rid of his wife. The police are hesitant to charge Sam because his family is so prominent in the area, but there's a leak to the press from the police department. Um... The Cleveland press starts to campaign against Shepard, basically, like, saying that they had all these suspicions about him. Eventually, Sam Shepard is indicted for his wife, Marilyn Shepard's murder. The trial starts three months after the murder takes place, and in those days, the press had access to the jury. So the press is, like, getting all of this information from the jury about how things are going down. Mm. They can easily be swayed one way or another. Their names and addresses are published and everything, the jury members. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Very different time. So... Um, basically the trial, the prosecution's aim is that Sam Shepard is tired of his marriage. He wants out, so he beats his wife to death. Ugh. Um, the defense says that Sam Shepard takes the stand as a witness to the crime. He has a particular way of talking so that people will think that he sounds super smart. He's very formal, and he's just a witness to how this big assault took place. So the jury, jury deliberates for a few hours. Jury. The jury deliberates and finds that Sam is guilty of the murder of his wife and he is sentenced to life in prison. Whoa. But of course he does appeal to this. He says that he didn't get a fair trial because of the jury. The appeal is rejected several times by the state of Ohio, but eventually F. Lee Bailey, his new attorney, is able to present the case that Sam's constitutional rights to a fair trial had been violated by the media. His conviction was overturned. 
But 12 years after the murder of his wife, he has to have a new trial. 12 years later. Whoa. Yeah. So he's in prison for 12 years. Yes. Um, so there's a guy named Dr. Kirk who's considered a blood expert in uh, blood stain pattern analysis. He's considered the father of this new forensic mm. science. He um, is apparently like the guy to go to. So the Shepard family uses resources to hire this guy because they have a lot of money. He basically says that whenever he's hired is my only loyalty is to the evidence. I don't care if you're the ones that paid me. I'm just going to present the findings as they are. And if they don't agree with you, sucks. They're not in your favor. Yeah. Like tough cookies. Yes. Um, he does an in-depth analysis of the murder with the blood spatter residue. He finds that there was an absence of blood on the east wall where the killer would have been standing whenever he was hitting her over the head. He figures out where exactly the killer was standing. The killer would be covered in blood. Because of the, the beating. Right. Mm -hmm. um, the thing is, Sam was not covered in blood okay. when they found him. Um, and there wasn't any residue of blood on him. Would there it have gotten washed out by the... The water? The water. He Well, he only, only his feet were in the water. Everything else on him wasn't pruny. Oh. Yeah. There was one spot of blood that was large on the wall, um, a stain that didn't fly. He believes that the bite that Marilyn inflicted on the killer was strong enough to break her tooth, making it strong enough to leave a huge wound on the hand of the attacker. The attacker would have jerked his hand back and it would have jerked back onto the wall and left a huge deposit of blood. Oh, because they were covered. Uh huh? Mm. Uh, it doesn't look like she lost the tooth. Um, that lost the tooth outside in, but inside out. So it wasn't like she, she got, got it wasn't a punch. It wasn't a punch. It would have been from internally, meaning it had to have been a bite. Like ripped out. Yes. Yeah. But here's the thing. The blood found on that wall did not match either Sam or Marilyn. What? Whose blood was it? That's the thing. They don't know. There is no scientific proof to link Sam to the crime. Oh, wow. He ends up being found not guilty on all charges in his retrial because of this. Whoa. Now, the question is, if it wasn't Sam, who the hell was it? And why? Yes. So, one of the men that's up for questioning is Sam Eberling. He is convicted of murdering an elderly woman in 1989, years after this happens. Um, he was a handyman around the neighborhood. He was a window washer those window washers um that you're so familiar with yeah i know a few and they're all murderers so that's how just how they all are he yeah he was a window washer for the shepherds back in 1954 and in 1959 after sam was in jail richard was convicted of burglary he volunteered information then that he had taken two of Marilyn's rings after her death from her sister's house oh he seemed to be kind of fixated on her he said that she was classy but she wore tight pants Nice. And in the 50s, that's all it takes, man. I mean, in the 2021s, that's all it takes. I'm not going to lie. That's how I've met every man. <laughs> From you being classy? And having tight pants. And having tight pants. I think it might have just been the pants. Okay. Okay. Um, ironically, he fits the description of the suspect that Sam had described in the beginning. But the only thing was he was prematurely bald. But he did on a toupee. <laughs> nice. Yes. Um, local police wanted to investigate, but because Sam had already been convicted, there wasn't enough push. Now that Eberling is a convicted murderer, they have enough to look more into him for the murder. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing. The DNA of the blood spot on the wall that isn't Sam or Marilyn's. Yeah. Um, it excludes 98% of the population. 
the only only two percent of the world's population could be the killer. Eberling is among that two percent. What? Yeah, he matches that DNA pattern. What? What? Yeah. But here's the thing: he passes a polygraph test. So, and that's what I said. I literally have which is if BS. If he's a on part here. of the two percent, and he's already killed somebody. Mm-hmm. But no charges are ever brought against him. An interviewer who said that he met with Eberling several times said that he definitely did it. And he also has a deathbed confession where he says, that bitch bit the hell out of me. So it was for sure him. I That's what I think. Quote, unquote, unsolved. That Now he says that he, the, here's the theory. He came into the house obsessed with Marilyn. The door was unlocked. He wanted some personal items of Marilyn's. Puts them in this green bag that he has. So that's why he has the household items. He has like random stuff from the house. Sam's asleep in the day bed. He goes upstairs, sees Marilyn, is in bed alone, decides to take the opportunity, beats her up, um, uses the heavy flashlight as a weapon, and then Sam comes upstairs. He hits him over the head. He chases him through the house and then down through the beach. There's a struggle. He hits Sam again, runs out, drops the bag. He takes Sam's shirt off to swap shirts because he's covered in blood. Or to get his blood off the shirt. Um, yeah. So basically no one ends up ever being charged. Sam gets off at the end of it. So he's in jail for 12 years, but he gets out. And Everling was never formally charged with anything having to do. So technically, Marilyn's murder is considered unsolved. Wow. What do you think? Well, here's the thing. Almost everybody still thinks it's Sam. I think it's Everling. Yeah, I mean, the DNA part. And granted, this is like, so this part of this is from A Crime to Remember and then part of the, a, a show called A Crime to Remember, which is Chef's Kiss, an incredible show. But another one is from BuzzFeed Unsolved. And I, I think it might depend on what you listen to because mm. it sounds like Sam is shitty. I think he's like a narcissist. But I also think that he might be a narcissist with really bad luck. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Because he see uh, him alone sounds sketchy, but if you throw this Eberlin character in it, who's already a convicted murderer, mm-hmm. yeah, doesn't help. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't. I don't know which one to side with. Both sound extremely fishy. I would. I just want to be surprised if it was either one. And how do you fake just injuries and fake the pruning feet? A warm bath. I already told You're you. You're really stuck on this warm bath, huh? Well, I mean, the deathbed confession. The deathbed? That bitch bit the hell out of me. Yeah. It might be him, but the other character is not a good guy either. I don't know if I would think it if he hadn't had two affairs, two plus affairs. But then why, like, if they said, why, like, oh, what's your marriage? Like, I mean, I guess no one wants to say, like, oh, it's not awesome because then you know they're going to the get looked at. Someone's talking about anything personal. It's true, I guess. But why would you lie? Like, this is, like, the time not to lie. Yeah. Like, your pride doesn't get to play a role here. Yeah. In catching your wife's murderer. And, like, other people Maybe are going to write it out. because he didn't want to look guilty because he didn't do it. And that scared him. I don't have empathy for either one of them. They suck. I can't believe the little kid slept through it. Mm-hmm. Who does he think it is? I haven't talked to Chip. <laughs> I'm not even sure if Chip is still kicking it. Kicking it. You know. Kicking. Kicking it. Kicking back. He's gotta be. I mean. I guess he'd be like 73. He could be dead. 
That's scary. Did you actually just do that math? I don't remember the year. Oh. But my mom is... 1954, but I don't know how old he was. I think he was like seven. He's 68 if he was born in 54. Is that old your mom? <laughs> um, anywho, yeah, so let us know how you think did it. Um, also, do some other research, because I read that a while ago. I don't know what the hell I was talking about for a lot of it. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Oh, I mean, I know everything. <laughs> I mean, those are all the facts that you could possibly get. I just can't believe there are so many murders. Maddie. <laughs> I just stab you to death with this. With a pin. Take a lot. I don't think you could do it. <laughs> I don't think you could do it. I don't think physically. I think at one point you would stab you with it and not be, be able to get it out. <laughs> that would be the worst way to go out, though. Someone just slowly killing you with a pin? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I can think of a lot of terrible ways to They strap you down and they just poke you millions of times until your body just bleeds out all of these little holes. I mean, I don't think it's physically possible. I think the worst way would be like the H.H. Holmes limb from limb way. I think about that a lot. Ugh. In horror. But I've heard that the worst worst thing ever is to be on fire. Yeah, I believe that. But, But here's the thing. It's only bad for like five seconds. It's the worst thing for five seconds and then you don't have any nerves left. Yeah, that's true. It would be awful to get your bones broken, like bone by bone. Okay, like let's not do crushed. this anymore. I'm horrified. Me too. And what? You're going to make Oh, uh, they – no, never mind. What? No, I was just thinking about – I remember hearing about the – I guess it's in the Fast and Furious movie. I've never seen it. But apparently that one scene where the girl gets locked in a tanning bed and she dies in a tanning bed. Oh, that's in – um. what are those movies about all those ways to die? You know those movies are literally about, like, sure. so many ways to die. If you know what movie I'm talking about, about, like, all these ways to die, like, uh, it's a bunch of people, and all of them die one by one because of different reasons, and they see it coming, and then they die in the same Saw? way. No, no, no. It's, like, one person has a vision of, like, everybody dying. Okay, whatever. Goodbye. <laughs> Bye. Average and all. Thank you.